Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I hope that you will sit back and take a few moments to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord would like to say to you today. He is encouraging us and challenging us to not be afraid, but to be strong in the power of His might. Now, let's go to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome everybody to today's podcast and encourage you to pass this one on and share it with everybody because it's dealing with the storms of life and we certainly all have those going on right now and the globe is full of storms right now. And so maybe you're in a storm right now. Maybe it's a storm named divorce. Maybe it's a storm called money or loss of a career. And maybe it's a friendship. Maybe loneliness. Maybe grief or addictions, kids, in-laws, friends. Maybe it's a storm called cancer. You know, sometimes we wonder, where is God in the midst of our struggles? Why is God allowing this to happen? We usually don't understand. Even if we're the culprit, it still doesn't seem fair or right. Yet God is there. His name, Emmanuel, means God with us. You know, in Matthew 1.23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a child, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's my theme. It's really believing and trusting that God is with us. Now, with that in mind, I want to look at a passage from Acts 27. As Paul was being transported to Rome, The focus was on a storm on the ship that Paul was on. There was this massive storm at sea. The storm went on and on and on. The crew was so terrified that they threw cargo overboard, believing they were about to die. In Acts 27.20, Luke tells us, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. When we read, no small tempest lay on us, Luke is telling us this was a massive raging storm. It wasn't just a rainstorm. The wind was blowing, the skies were dark day and night, and they couldn't even see the sky. The storm was raging, and I wonder how many of us would use that phrase for what we've been going through. The storm won't stop. Do you see the end of that verse? It said all hope of being saved was abandoned. They gave up all hope of being saved. Man, that's terrible. But have you been there? Have you given up all hope? It's the finances that are killing you and you see no hope. Maybe there's a wedge between you and your spouse and you can't see any hope. Maybe it was the diagnosis. Maybe you can't see yourself with a mate. Maybe it's a job, it's the kids, it's getting older and more dependent. Whatever it is, and just like those sailors, you've given up all hope. Well, the storm continues to rage, and in verse 21 we read, Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me, and not have set sail from Crete, and incurred this injury and loss. I love Paul. But right here, I don't think I would want to hear what he said. Kind of like, and I told you so. 
You should have taken my advice. You wouldn't have lost all this property. If you just listened to my advice, you wouldn't be in the middle of the storm. Why were they in the storm? They were in the storm because it was their fault. They made a decision to go out when it's not the best time to sail. It was risky from the start. You know, spiritual warfare is real, and sometimes, yes, it is Satan. But the situation was on them. They couldn't blame Satan as much as they may have wanted to. You know, we don't like to admit it, but sometimes it's our own fault. Sometimes you overindulged and you spent too much money, or you said something you shouldn't have said, and you're in the middle of the storm. You procrastinated, and now you're paying for it. You said yes when you knew you should have said no. You dated someone everyone said not to date, and now there's lots of hurt, and you're in the middle of the storm, and you can't blame anyone else. Maybe that's why they gave up hope. They knew it was their fault. I think we may find it easier to believe God can get us out of a storm he called us to than it is for God to get us out of a storm we created. Does that make sense? <laughs> Maybe it's the captain's fault. You're just a sailor and you didn't have a say in it. You heard Paul, but you believed the captain, and now, through no fault of your own, you're in the middle of the storm. Have you ever been in the middle of a storm and it wasn't your fault? Your parents divorced and you thought it was about you. The company made poor business decisions, which impacted you. Someone gave you their word and you believed them. Whatever it was, you were the victim. You're in the middle of the storm and you're giving up hope. Now Paul says in verse 22, Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Literally, Paul is calling them to have a positive spirit, to have good courage. He is reassuring them there will be no loss of life. Now, how many of us need to hear that? Be of good courage. That's a theme throughout the Bible. Remember that God told Joshua in chapter 1-9 of Joshua 1-9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be of courage. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be defeated. Don't give up hope. But why? Because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's news we need to hold on to. It's great news when we're giving up hope. Then in verse 23, Paul says, For this very night there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. Talk about a powerful statement from Paul. You're in the boat in a raging storm and an angel stands beside you. I wonder what some were thinking. I truly believe there are angels all around us. There's angels where you are right now ministering to you. I really do believe that. I believe the spiritual world when we get there someday is going to totally blow us away with what's going on. Imagine that you're in the middle of a storm and the presence of God is with you in this moment. You have no idea all the different ways God is with you. He could be with you as an angel. His Spirit is with you. Jesus is with you. God is not bound by time. 
He's with you yesterday, today, and forever. He is listening to your prayers. He's interceding on your behalf to the Father. We have no idea how God is with us at times, even in the storms. It's what Paul told Timothy. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. That's 2 Timothy 4. Now, isn't that great? The Lord stood by me and strengthened me. The Lord didn't leave me. The Lord didn't fail me nor forsake me. He's with me at my side. And he is with you at your side. And he's giving you strength. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Following Jesus doesn't mean bad days won't happen. That's bad theology to think that it does. Jesus said that in John 16, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You will have trouble, but Jesus promises us that he will be with us. And on top of that, he has overcome the world. That means Jesus is the victor. We have our victory in Jesus. Now, we can't control what people do to us, but we can control what we believe and where we put our faith, put our trust. My faith is in the one who created the wind and the waves. I have faith in God that what he says will come to pass. What he says will happen, will happen. Well, who is God? In Psalm 46, 1 through 3, the psalmist says, Number one, God is our refuge and strength, or our haven, our place of safety. A very present, real help in trouble. That means right now. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. That's Psalm 46, 1 through 3. Don't you love that? In the midst of our storms, God is our hiding place. He is our refuge and our strength. He is always ready, willing, and able to help us in times of trouble. Why? Because He is with us. Who is He? He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Because He is with us, we will not be afraid. Even if the earth is shaken, and it's shaking right now, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, even though the seas roar and rage, and the mountains tremble, if we lose our job, if relationships fall apart, if the economy gets shaky, I still will not be afraid. Why? Because he is with me. Because he will never leave us. Because he will never forsake us. Because he is what we need. Because he is our safety. He is our strength. He is our comforter. He is our redeemer. He is our righteousness. He is our friend. Because he is a rock, he is the living bread, the bread of life. And he is the living water that will satisfy our souls. He is the gate through which we can enter. He is the good shepherd, and he is our comforter in peace. Peace is not found in the absence of a storm. 
Peace is found in the presence of Jesus, and He is with us. And that's why you never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. True peace is not found in the absence of trials and storms. That's a part of life. True peace is found in the presence of Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we see the world in turmoil. We see the storms on the horizon wherever we turn. It seems as if darkness is attempting to encroach and suffocate the goodness in the earth. But Lord, you have people filled with your spirit. You have your own set apart and called and planned for this very storm in time. Lord, those that are listening to me, many of them, like myself, are asking questions, what more can I do? It seems as if governmental policies are thrown aside and treachery wins the day. It seems as if there are family members who refuse to speak to one another because of either different political views or they've been forced into doing things they didn't want to do and they said no. Father, we know all these things are being heard from you in our prayers. And we ask that you help us to be like Paul, that we wait upon the strengthening of your angels that come around us. You yourself, Jesus, were sent a strengthening angel in the Garden of Gethsemane that ministered to you so you could fulfill the ultimate call upon your life to spare us from damnation and from a place of great darkness for eternity. Teach us your way, O oh God. Teach us to trust in you with all of our heart. Those places that have become weak or frightened or perhaps presumptuous. Father, we want to be on an equal plane of humility before your throne that you can call upon us, call us up at any time that we might stand and face the storm in the courage of knowing that every place on which our foot has tread, you have given it to us. That we will be strong and courageous and we will not be afraid. We thank you, Jesus, so much for being there. We thank you, Father. Oh my, we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. We can just lift our hands and close our eyes and lift our hands and begin to call upon your name. And that peace that falls on us and that thick presence of peace and knowing it's you there in the midst of us, the world does not have that. The wicked never taste that kind of full belonging and peace. And we thank you for it. And Father, we ask that those that are listening today, if there's anyone who's afraid, anyone who this touched, they're going through a really hard thing. Father, I ask that you would reassure them. Your presence now would fall upon them. That your grace, your mercy would overshadow them right now and carry them, Father, safely to the place they need to be, whatever it would be, Father, relationships, finances, uh, harm in family situations, physical abuse, perhaps a, a difficult medical diagnosis. I would ask that you would show them, let them know beyond any doubt, there you are. You are not leaving them and that you will get them through the storm. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' loving and mighty and glorious name, I call upon you. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I enjoyed sharing it with you. 
and I look forward to talking to you. My next podcasts are going to be some things that I have been sitting on. The main event has been about a two-year wait now, maybe a two-and-a-half-year wait. It was a supernatural, one of those supernatural things you experience and you have proof of it. You weren't looking for it. And it is in regard to the state of Colorado and some of the things that are now beginning to take place. And I believe the word is to address this, but I believe it also is a national word. And I think I'll be sharing that in my next podcast. I have several things that the Lord has given me, I would say the release or the go ahead to begin sharing now as we press into different times. And I encourage you to listen and then pray about it and pray for our nation. We are in a difficult time. This is nothing new to God. This is a repeat of history over and over again. But I do know that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord himself will raise up a standard against it. I say goodbye to you and I bless those of you who helped me put these podcasts on and I thank you for listening. Goodbye for now. Rest. Rest.